Hi, this is Dan. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. I've got a great two-part message that I'm going to be sharing. Does God heal today? This is a message that will encourage you and build your faith. Before we get into that, here's some ways that you can connect with us. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Revival Now, Dan Steep. Subscribe and like us on YouTube, follow and like us on Facebook so that you can get our notifications. Our website is RevivalNow.com. We also have a new app, the Revival Now app, that's available in Google and Apple Play stores. So download the app so you can follow the live streams that we have going from the app as well as downloading all of our content that, so you can use at any time. You can also find us on Creo TV. It's a Roku channel. We're releasing programming on Creo TV, C-R-E-O, as well. Well, on to the podcast. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And remember, God's not mad. He loves you, and so do I. Does God heal today? Does God heal today? He absolutely, unequivocally does. And I'm going to share with you uh, some hallmarks. In fact, uh, I started this podcast, this live stream, uh, this past Tuesday evening at 7, New York time. It's really where I began this, this particular live stream. And we only got about halfway through it. So today is part two of Does God Heal Today? I'm going to really quickly review uh, the first few uh, points or hallmarks of healing that I shared on Tuesday night, but I'm not going to go into great detail into those because I covered them. Uh, so for those of you that watched us Tuesday night, just bear with me for a few minutes as I do a review. It's always good because you need to get this stuff in your spirit, and, and so I'm sure things will click for you that perhaps didn't click on Tuesday night. And then we're going to we'll go into more detail with the back half of these 10 hallmarks of healing. Amen. Well, number one, God is willing to heal you. If you're going to stand for healing, receive healing, or minister healing effectively, you have to first of all settle the issue that God is willing to heal you. Without that clear understanding, there's no way that you can stand in faith if you're having doubt and unbelief over this very basic thing, is God willing to heal me? In Matthew chapter 8, uh, uh, a man came to Jesus with leprosy, and he said to Jesus, if you are willing, you can heal, heal me and make me clean. And this was Jesus' answer to him, I am willing, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Peter stood up in Acts 10.34, and he said this, God shows no favoritism. He's no respecter of persons. 
So we know that Jesus is willing to heal, and we know that he shows no favoritism. So what he'll do for you, he'll do for me. In Matthew chapter 8, the Roman officer came to Jesus and told him about his servant that was lying in dead and needing healing. He's in terrible pain. And Jesus answered to him, he said, I will come and heal him. The man had not even made his request yet. He didn't even ask Jesus to come heal him. Jesus heard the story and he said, I will come heal him. And he did. He even said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed, so let it be done for you. Amen. In Matthew 8, 17, the scripture says that he took our sickness and removed our diseases. Past tense, already completed, done. Jesus took our sickness and removed our diseases. Jesus is willing. He already paid the price for your healing. He is committed. He's all in. He's so far in that he gave his life. He took your sin upon him. And by his stripes... You are healed. Amen. God is willing to heal you. Number two, the devil is the author of sickness and death. Not God. Sickness and death is tied to the devil. John 10.10, Jesus said, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you would have life and have it abundantly. There it is. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus comes to give you life abundantly. Period. Job 2.7 tells us that it was Satan who struck Job with terrible boils from head to foot. In Acts 2.38, we see that, that Jesus healed all who were oppressed by the devil. Their, their physical condition from which they needed healing was the result of oppression by the devil. Appreciate you guys joining us today. If you're just joining us, joining us a little late, make sure you say hi in the comment section and let us know where you're watching from. There's a story in Luke 13 about a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. That's what the scripture says. She was crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. Jesus healed her. The religious leaders brought... Uh, you know, persecution against him. But this is what Jesus said in verse 16. This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Sickness, 
Death is connected to the devil. Period. You have to settle that within your spirit. I know people that actually believe that God has brought sickness upon them for some crazy reason to, to develop their character or, or develop their faith, um, to, to test them, all kinds of stuff that you will not find that in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus Christ is the foundation of our faith. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You'll never find Jesus bringing sickness upon someone to teach them something. The scripture says he went about healing all who were oppressed by the devil. That's really important so that you can get the right attitude about sickness. If you know and you have it in your spirit that God is willing to heal you, and that the devil is the author of sickness and death, then you can begin to stand against sickness. You can begin to hate sickness. It's appropriate to hate sickness. You'll never get healed of a sickness that you're not disgusted with. And you'll pray, you pray differently when you hate something. When you know that the devil is the source of the thing that you're praying against, you pray differently. I mean, in Matthew chapter 8, in verse 15, Jesus was ministering healing to Peter's mother-in-law, and it says in Matthew 18 that he took her hand and the fever left, but in Luke's account, in Luke 4.39, it says that standing at her bedside, he rebuked the fever, and it left her. So he rebuked the fever. He spoke to the fever like it had a personality. He understood what was behind it. And that is what 1 John 3, 8 tells us that Jesus came to do. The Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Hey, good morning, Pastor Wendy. Thanks for joining us. Pastor Shannon. God bless you guys. So God is willing to heal you. The devil is the author of sickness and disease. And number three, sickness and death are a curse. It's a curse permitted by God to fall upon humanity because of their sin and, un and, and disobedience. Romans 5.12 says, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Deuteronomy 28.15 says, If you refuse to listen to the Lord your God, and do not obey all the commands and decrees I am giving you today, all these curses will come and overwhelm you. We have the promise in Scripture from Exodus 23.25. If you serve only the Lord your God, I will bless you. I will bless your food and water and protect you from illness. So we have the promise in Scripture for healing of sickness 
and protection from sickness. Sickness and death are a curse. Number four, Christ was made a curse for us. On the cross, Jesus Christ became a curse in order that we might go free from the curse of sin. Galatians 3.13 But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. Number five. Hey, Bishop Ibrahim. Thanks for joining us today. I want you to know, brother, that I have prayed for you and am continuing to pray for your healings. I'm standing for it. I'll even pray for you today on this live stream. Let me know in the comments how you're doing. Hallmark number five. In the atonement, provision was made for our healing. <clears throat> to atone for something is to make amends for it. And the theological definition for the atonement is the death of Christ making restoration possible between God and man. So when Jesus gave his life on the cross, when he took the beatings for you and for me, he paid the price for our physical healing as well as our deliverance from the guilt and penalty and power of sin. That's the atonement. And in the atonement, provision was made for our healing. We preach what we call an unlimited atonement. That it covers it all. Jesus not only paid for your spiritual healing that you could be saved, He paid for your physical healing as well. Isaiah 53 Verses 4 and 5. I'm just going to skip down to verse 5. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. That's the New Living Translation. New King James says, He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon Him, and by His stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Matthew 8, 17. He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. Jesus took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. When? At the atonement. On the cross. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 2, 24 says, He personally carried our sins in His body to the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. Type that in the comments today. We are healed. I am healed. God bless you, Elizabeth. Thanks for joining us this morning from Tampa, Florida. And there's my friend, Bishop Shaquille, from 
Lahore, Pakistan. God bless you, brother. I love you too. <laughs> it's an inside joke. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. By his wounds, we are healed. Hallmark number six. And then we'll get into the material that we didn't cover on Tuesday night. Healing is the gospel. And, by, and the gospel is healing. You cannot separate healing from the gospel. There's no way that you can separate healing from the ministry of Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 7-8, Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out demons. Announce that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick. How do you announce that the kingdom of heaven is near? By healing the sick. If you heal the sick, you don't even have to announce that the kingdom of heaven is near. It's been announced. It is known. Hallelujah. Mark 16, 15 to 20. Hey, Brian, thanks for joining us this morning. Mark 16, 15 to 20. Go into all the world, preach the good news to everyone. I'm going to jump down to verse 17. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They'll cast out demons in my name. They'll speak with new languages. They'll be able to handle snakes with safety. If they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. Here we are. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. Not maybe. It doesn't say that they'll pray to God to heal the sick. It says they will lay hands on the sick, and they will be healed. Verse 20 says, the disciples went everywhere and preached, and the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. Luke 10, 9, Jesus said, heal the sick and tell them the kingdom is near you now. Heal the sick, tell them the kingdom is near you now. How do you know the kingdom is near? The sick are being healed. Amen. Hey, Maria. That's our friend, Pastor Richard. Thanks for joining us today. That's Maria from Lahore, Pakistan. Hallelujah. We miss you guys over there. Hallmark number seven. If God healed under a lesser covenant, how much more does he heal under a superior covenant? God healed throughout the Old Testament. Naaman. We see healing very early on in the Old Testament and on through. God healed 
under a lesser covenant. And if God healed under a lesser covenant, how much more does he heal under a superior covenant? Amen. Psalm 105, verse 37. This is in the New King James. He also brought them out with silver and gold. There were none feeble among his tribes. There were none feeble among his tribes. How do you, how do you explain that? This is the children of Israel during the Exodus journey. In their march to the promised land. And it says that there was none feeble among his tribes. That's God supernaturally, not only healing, but protecting people from illness, from sickness and disease. Hallelujah, Bishop. Amen. How much more under a superior covenant? I want to read something to you from the notes of my Bible. The note says, perfectly healthy nation. I'm telling you, God has the ability and is willing to not only heal your body and keep you in health, but to make your nation healthy. Amen. Hey, it's my buddy Tom. Thanks for joining us today, buddy. I hope you've been having a good time in Kentucky watching your boy. Remember, Psalm 105, 37, he brought them out with silver and gold and there was none feeble among his tribes. Here's, the, here's what I want to read to you. The reason there was not one feeble person in all their tribes was because God healed them at Mara. Such is the will of God for men under the new covenant, which is based upon better promises. Did you get that? The new covenant is based upon better promises and is more glorious in power and provision than the old Mosaic covenant. It is to the shame of the church to fall so far behind Israel in receiving promised benefits. And there's a scores of scripture references in the New Testament about those promised benefits. It is not logical that new covenant ministers and saints should meet the physical and spiritual qualifications of the old covenant. Is the old covenant the better of the two? Are its provisions on promises better? If so, then we should go back under the old covenant. What then is wrong with the church that it does not get the superior blessings of the new covenant? Could it not be, number one, because of unbelief? And number two, because of widespread rebellion against such teaching. Surely it is not because God has lost his power or does not care to live up to his obligations made in the new covenant. So there you have it. Why 
Is the church not getting the superior blessing of the new covenant? Unbelief and false teachings. Remember the point. If God healed under a lesser covenant, how much more does he heal under a superior covenant? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 to 15. This is the longest scripture that I'm going to read to you in the live stream today, but I want you to track on this with me. And we have such trust through Christ toward God. Keep this paradigm in mind. Old covenant and new covenant. As I read through this scripture. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter or the law, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. So it wasn't staying, it was the old covenant. But we have a glory under the new covenant that remains. Verse 8, How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness, which is under the new covenant, exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is what much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Amen? Because we have such hope in the healing power of God under the new covenant, we use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded, for until this day, the same veil remains right over, over Judaism, over the law unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. That is the glory under the new covenant. Let me share one more scripture with you from James chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you've committed any sins, you will be forgiven. So this is James talking to the church. Healing was so prevalent, it was, healing was normal in the New Testament. It was normal in the early church. They were laying hands on the sick, and they were recovering. So James has given instruction to the church. 
And he doesn't even start out saying, uh, for those of you who are sick, he actually starts out asking a question. Are any of you sick? Is any among you sick? In other words, I don't know. So many people are being healed. Healing is such a normal thing in the early church. It's doubtful. I don't even know if there are any among you sick. But if there are, here's what you do. Call the elders of the church. They'll anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. And their prayer will heal you. The prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. So James wasn't even sure if there was anyone sick. But he's just saying, just in case, if you find someone sick in your midst, here's what you do. Call for the elders of the church. They'll anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick. Healing was so prevalent that the reputation of healing in the early church went before them. So much so that when they heard that Peter was coming, they were bringing the sick people into the streets, hoping that just the shadow of Peter would fall upon them so that they would be healed. If God healed under a lesser covenant, how much more does he heal under a superior covenant? Number eight. Remember, there's there's 10 hallmarks of healing that I'm sharing with you today. Number eight. Healing is spiritual. Healing is spiritual. Pastor Haroon joining us from Pakistan on on, uh, YouTube. God bless you, brother. Appreciate you guys... Chiming, chiming in on the comments and letting us know if you're watching and where you're watching from. Please continue to do that as we move forward. Okay, number eight, healing is spiritual. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless, until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. I want you to say this out loud to yourself. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I have a body. I am a spirit, I have a soul, I have a body. Remember, the the soul consists of the mind, the will, the emotions, the intellect. But I'm first and foremost a spirit. You see, everyone is going to live forever spiritually. The only question that remains is, will you spend eternity with Jesus in heaven, or will you spend eternity with the devil in hell? 
when I die, my body is buried, my soul is gone, and my spirit lives forever. I am a spirit. I, I tell people that you will experience life better and walk through life more successfully if you understand that I'm not a physical being who has a spiritual experience. I, that's, that's the common way that most Christians that I know think. I'm a physical human being, and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior, so now I'm having a spiritual experience. But the reality is, we are spiritual beings. And our spirit is going to live forever. You're a spiritual being having a very limited, a very finite physical experience here on earth. Our lives are but a vapor. But eternity is forever. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. But God's way of healing is through the Spirit. Healing is spiritual. What's in your spirit will manifest in your body. And that's true. Whether it's a clean spirit or an unclean spirit. What's in your spirit will manifest in your body. Whether clean or unclean. If you receive faith for healing in your spirit, it will be manifest in your body. But, but the same thing applies for unclean spirits. I mean, just... Think about this with me. Compare me to any soon-to-be 55-year-old person who's a pervert, who's an alcoholic, who's a drug addict. Compare me to any soon-to-be 55-year-old man who's given to uncleanness. you'll notice a visible, clear difference, in, even in the physical appearance. Not even the obvious thing. I mean, you take some soon-to-be 55-year-old man who's given to gluttony and say, yeah, well, I can tell the difference there. But you can... You take any 55-year-old man who has given himself to unclean spirits... That stuff will manifest in your body. Just like clean spirits. Why? Because it's spiritual. What you, what's in your spirit will manifest in your body. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. And yet we know at a specific moment in history, he actually was slain. 
How is he, the lamb, slain from the foundation of the earth when it, it happened at a particular physical moment in history? Because it was first birthed in the spirit and then it was manifest in the physical or the natural. So whatever is in your spirit will manifest in your body. If you receive faith for healing in your spirit, it will be manifest in your body. Because healing is spiritual. It's not lotions. It's not oils. It's not diet. It's not medications or supplements or sleeping on the ground or anything else that people think of. Healing is spiritual. Acts 10.38 tells us that. Jesus went about healing all who were oppressed by the devil. And he treated sickness that way. He treated it spiritually. I mean, he gave his body to be beaten and whipped and pierced for your healing and mine. And by his stripes, we are healed. So Jesus, he didn't treat symptoms. He laid an axe to the root of sickness and disease. Psalm 107.20 says, He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. God's word is medicine for your spirit. That's why we, we work to get God's word within us. And it's true for every situation in your life, not just your physical healing. God's word is medicine for your spirit. It will build faith within you for whatever you need. That's why you keep your eyes on God. And you hold on to him for whatever your need is. God's word is medicine for your spirit. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 22. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep in your spirit. Or deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them. And healing to their whole body. They bring my words. The words of God bring life to those who find them. And healing to their whole body. The word is life. The word is healing. Healing is spiritual. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 9, 28, Believest thou that I can make you whole? What's he doing? He's requiring them to engage their faith. He's making them engage their faith by asking them the question, Do you believe that I can make you whole? Mark chapter 6 tells us that Jesus didn't do it. He did no mighty works. Because of their unbelief. No mighty works in Jesus' hometown. Because of their unbelief. 
they were not willing to engage their faith for healing. So he didn't do it. Amen. All right, number nine. Jesus committed the healing ministry to his followers. Jesus committed the healing ministry to his followers. It didn't stop with him. When the Holy Ghost came and fell upon the early believers on the day of Pentecost, they received power to do his work. He said, before he, before he even went to the cross in John 14, he said, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. Why? Because he committed the healing ministry to his followers. He knew what was going to happen. It was an expectation that his followers would continue in the healing ministry. I read this scripture earlier, but it applies here again. Matthew 10, 7 to 8. Go and announce to them the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. He entrusted the healing ministry to his followers. Not just his disciples, not just the apostles, not just the early church fathers. Everybody in the early church was operating in healing. And that same ministry is entrusted to you and I. He said, go and announce the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out demons. This is what he taught. This is what he modeled. This is what he instructed his disciples to do. And this is what he commissioned his followers to do. So here's the, here's the commission right here in Mark chapter 16. Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They'll cast out demons in my name. They'll speak with new languages. They'll be able to handle snakes with safety. If they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. And they will be able to lay their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. And after he had finished talking to them, he was taken up to heaven. He sat down at the place of honor at God's right hand. Verse 20, the disciples went everywhere and preached, and the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many Miraculous signs. Jesus committed the healing ministry to his followers. Luke 10, 9, heal the sick. Tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. He didn't go out, he didn't say go out and share the gospel message and win souls into the kingdom. He said heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. Healing the sick is connected with soul winning. Because when you heal the sick, God's word is confirmed by miraculous signs. And when his word is confirmed, 
hearts are pierced. And they begin to say like they said to Peter on the day of Pentecost, Sir, what should we do? And Peter said, Repent every one of you. Again, James chapter 5, verses 4 to 15. Is any among you sick? Call for the elders of the church. They'll come pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Because healing had been entrusted to the followers of Christ. So there you have it. That's nine. I'm going to wrap up with number 10. But before I do that, let me just remind you that you can go back to Tuesday's live stream and catch the first six hallmarks of healing in greater detail. And then we're, we're finishing that out today with Does God Heal Today? Part 2. Hallmark number 10. Christ is healing today. He is healing today. All over the earth. We've had the, the Pastor Richard and I have had the privilege to minister here in the U.S., in Kenya, in Tanzania, in Pakistan, just this year. We've seen God heal in every one of those places. And when I say we've seen God heal, I mean God has used us to minister healing all over the world. We've seen it. We've experienced it in our own lives and bodies. We have, we've tried to, to keep some reasonable count of the healings and miracles that we have witnessed this year. I think the, the count's at like 155. But I know that that's a conservative count. There are so many more healings and miracles that we have seen take place. But it's not just us. We know people, ministries, in Tennessee, in Florida, in Kenya, in Tanzania, in Pakistan, that, that God is healing. He's in the healing business. God does heal today, and Christ is healing now. And my hope for you, as I've shared on these 10 hallmarks of healing is that you can get faith for your healing in your spirit. Because if you get it in your spirit, it will be manifest in your flesh. Healing is spiritual. And God is healing today. He's healing bodies. And he's healing hearts. He's restoring spirits. And I want to give you the opportunity today. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, or maybe you once walked with Jesus Christ as your Savior, but you've, you've turned away from Him, 
And God is calling you back to him. He's calling you home. Take that step with me today. Let your healing begin with your spiritual healing. And then as a child of God, you are now an heir to every blessing and benefit that Jesus promised you and paid for you to have. Christ is healing today. Will you say yes to Jesus? I pray that you do. You don't want to meet God for the first time as your judge. But you want to meet Him as your Savior. The Bible says that hell wasn't even created for you. It was created for the devil and his angels. Listen, God voted for you. The devil voted against you. But you get to cast the, tying, the deciding ballot. Say yes to Jesus today. You can do that by repeating out loud a simple prayer that I'll say for you today. Say it out loud. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So say this prayer out loud after me. Lord Jesus, I admit that I've sinned. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sinfulness to you. Please forgive me. I repent of it. And please come into my heart and my life and make me a new person. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer with me, let me be the first person to welcome you to the family of God. You are my newest brother or sister in Christ. I'm proud of you. You just made the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. When you prayed that prayer out loud after me, you called on the name of the Lord. So by the authority of God's word, I say to you today, you are saved. You're born again. And you're on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. I want you to do something for me. If you've prayed that prayer out loud with me, go to our website at revivalnow.com. Revivalnow.com. And on the front page of our website, there's a red button that says, I just got saved. Click that button. It'll take you to a place where you can do two things. One, you can, you can view some video resources that I put together to help you in your walk with Christ. Number two, there's a place to fill out your contact information. Please take a moment and do that. I want you to fill out your contact information for two reasons. Number one, I want to know who you are, and I want to be able to pray for you by name. Number two, I want to be a resource to you in your life in Christ Jesus. I want to be able to, to, to send you things and be a resource to you moving forward in your Christian life. So please take a moment and do that. And for everyone else, if you haven't already done so, 
go to our website and scroll down to the bottom of the website and you can subscribe to our e-newsletter while you're there. Amen. Well, in just a minute, I want to pray for everyone for your healing. Everyone that's, that's still with us here on the live stream, I'm going to pray for your healing. But before we do that, I want to give people an opportunity, if you want to sow a financial seed into our ministry, to be able to do that. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can go to our website at revivalnow.com forward slash invest now and just follow the prompts. All of our giving platforms are available right there. But if you don't want to do that, you can text right from your mobile device, RNGIVE, to 888-364-4483. Text RNGIVE to 888-364-4483. We're on Cash App. Just search for dollar sign RNGIVE. Cash App, dollar sign RNGIVE. You can also find us on PayPal by searching for at RNGIVE. That's PayPal at RNGIVE. If you'd like to give by check, you can make your check payable to Revival Now and send it to P.O. Box 411 Marysville, Ohio, 43040. That's Revival Now, P.O. Box 411 Marysville, Ohio, 43040. God bless each and every one of you for joining us on the live stream today. God bless all of you guys for sharing in the comments section with me. That encourages me. I appreciate that. And I like to know who's, who's watching with us. Let me pray for you now. In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all of our followers, all of our partners, for every viewer on our live stream. I pray in the name of Jesus that faith for healing is settling deep within their spirits. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for the over 9,700 souls that have come to you through this ministry this year. I speak blessing over them. Supernatural abundance. In the name of Jesus. And for everyone listening and viewing today who has need for divine physical healing, I release that into your bodies right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke all sickness and disease. I bind cancer. Diabetes, high blood pressure, in the name of Jesus. Joint inflammation, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke malaria and typhoid and all sickness right now in the name of Jesus. And I loose healing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. The word says whatsoever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatsoever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, for backing up these prayers from heaven right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for healing. Thank you for wholeness. 
in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Father, for those watching this live stream, those that are not in need of physical healing, but they need you. They need your delivering hand. They need you to birth and release the desires of their heart and your destiny for their lives. I release that right now in Jesus' name. Into the hearts that receive it by faith. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. And thank you. What well, just want to say God bless you to all of our partners. All of our partners in Pakistan and Tanzania and Kenya and here in the U.S. When you partner together with this ministry, every soul that comes into the kingdom through this ministry is credited to your account as well. And we thank God for you. And we pray for you guys and we believe in you. And we're so grateful to be able to stand for the gospel with partners like you in these last days that we're living in. So from myself, Pastor Shannon, and everybody here on the Revival Now team, God bless you. We're praying for you. And we look forward to connecting with you again next week. God bless you.